My name is Ashley Jones. I'm the Assistant Director of Athletics Communications at DePaul University. Um, I've been here since August of 2019. Prior to that, I had a graduate assistant position at North Central College, and that's kind of what um, really introduced me to the world of sports information and in athletics communications. Um, here at DePaul, I have the wonderful opportunity to kind of help um, rebrand our, our social. So I've been able to do that. Um, I've built a team of work study students, uh, worked alongside our media fellows program and created an internship. Um, and then on top of that, um, I have taken the extra time that I have um, to be an advisor, one of the advisors for our student athlete advisory committee, as well as our student athletes of color. So kept myself busy. Um, most of that stuff kind of jumped in during uh, the COVID year, just because I had a little bit more free time and then I kind of held on to it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what I get to do. And then we have 23 sports here. Um, so, uh, between myself and my supervisor, Bill Wagner, who's been in the game for 35 years, um, we kind of divvy out, uh, different responsibilities depending on how busy that weekend is. So you originally came from coaching and doing marketing for Pink Elite basketball um what was that transition like from pink elite so funny enough my background was uh, kinesiology I thought I was gonna be a physical therapist um got into the healthcare fields and on the side I was coaching and my side hustle kind of became my real hustle um along the way and um in doing the coaching side and helping them with marketing and kind of getting a team of, I think we had, when I started with Pink Elite, I think there were four travel teams and now they're up to like 20. Um, getting their just social, uh, what is it, footprint out there was something that I really tried to help with. Um, I helped them kind of just think of some branding um, opportunities and I was truly at the, the front end of it. So we, we didn't have as much of a social um, footprint when I started, but now it's a lot bigger, a lot better. Um, I think that, you know, going from coaching to um, being at every single game for just about any other sport um, has been both hard and fun. It's hard because I still have some of that coaching mindset. So, you know, once I really do figure out a game um, and I'm calling a game, uh, sometimes you have those asides with whomever I'm statting with, uh, just like, oh, they should have done this or they should have done that, um, especially for uh, basketball and like soccer. Um, but what makes it fun is because I had that coaching mindset. Um, I've kind of taken that and utilized it for when I am either recruiting a student to work for me or, you know, managing students on, on game days. So 
Um, I think they go hand in hand. I think a lot of us in the industry probably are younger and you, you know, are coaching on the sideline, but um, yeah, that's kind of the transition uh, for me. Most definitely. And then uh, it was obviously um, a lot more of the same of what you were doing now. Um, how did that prepare you for your current role? So it prepared me uh, in a big way. I had uh, the wonderful opportunity to work under uh, Clark Tusher. Um, he took a chance on me. I was a second year grad student at North Central College and um, I knew I wanted to get into athletics. Uh, I, there unfortunately weren't really um, any opportunities within like the different sports, but I went into the facilities and events office um, director and I, I asked him, I'm like, are there any opportunities? And he told me about the sports information role and he said he would put in a good word for me and Clark took a chance. And I've been very fortunate where um, multiple people have taken chances on me and um, have been patient and have taught me a lot um, from, you know, the storytelling side of things to just being detail oriented. Um, I've always been detail oriented, but now it's like on another level um, where, you know, I can pick a picture and realize that, that, oh, we use that picture like four or five posts ago, we can't use that again. Or um, if a stat kind of looks off or let's say it's higher than um, what we've had in the past, I'm thinking specifically with track, I can usually kind of gauge and then do a little bit more research and, and realize that, hey, our, our athlete has broken records. So um, I think at North Central working, um, you know, with Clark Tusher. And then I had a fellow graduate um, student, Emily uh, Adelfinger, who um, worked alongside of me. And she had been in that department actually as an undergrad. Um, she really kind of helped me build my confidence in my writing, build my confidence in, in statting. And we kind of just walked alongside each other and, and really supported each other. So it was really cool to um, just learn the trade um, and, and kind of go from there. Yeah, kind of building off of that, who are some other mentors within the collegiate uh, athletic communications industry and maybe specifically within COSIDA that have been important to your growth? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I mean, I would, it would be terrible for me not to say, and I, I definitely think that, um, I would not be where I was without Bill Wagner. Um, he is someone that is one patient and is willing to, uh, just teach me the, the old ways essentially of, of, um, athletics communications. And I think because, he has been in the game for so long. Um, I'm able to kind of take some of the new ideas and um, kind of manipulate them a little bit so that they still fit within the, the older ways and the, the, the way in which our industry had started. Um, Bill has been able to, you know, teach me 
from like grammatical things to, um, you know, how do you kind of create a, an atmosphere? I think a great example would be um, with our softball tournament uh, the past two weekends, like he's been able to do the broadcasting while I stat and you can just tell like hearing him on the radio, like there are things that I I'm excited and I hope that I can start teaching some of our students to do where it's just, you have a, a radio voice, you have the stats in front of you and you utilize them, you come prepared. Um, so there's things like that where um, he's taught me a lot. Uh, I have had the opportunity to um, meet some more individuals in, in COSIDA through a couple of the things that I've been involved with this year. Um, so one person that comes to mind is Rob Knox. Um, I've had um, the privilege of working with him on the MOA um, External Relations Committee. Um, he's also kind of walked alongside me as I've been doing the MOA Rising Stars program. Um, so just getting uh, the D1 side of things and being able to compare some ideas with him and, um, you know, be able to kind of get an inside look to that experience while being at the D3 level has been really helpful um, because it, it kind of shows me what's out there um, because I know that I really enjoy like a smaller school aspect, um, being able to get to know all the students um, from just about every sport is something that I, I really feel like I thrive in. Um, and I think having just like one team would be really hard for me, but it sounds like depending on what sort of um, D1 school you, you pursue, um, you could have a very similar D3 experience. So um, those are the two that, that instantly come to mind. Like I said, Emily uh, is definitely someone who um, has kept me on my toes. We brainstorm, we go back and forth on ideas and things like that. So um, learned a lot from her and excited to see what she continues to do uh, over at Loris. Um, what are some uh, key things that uh, you guys have done in the MOA um, Rising Stars program? So what's, what's really nice about uh, the MOA Rising Stars program is it has, one, connected me with people across the country. Um, I think I sometimes get into like a bubble. I'm very much a proximity person. So like if someone is within the Indiana space, then yeah, I'm going to, you know, touch base with them. But it's kind of forced me out of my comfort zone. We've had some really awesome programming um, centered around just like personal and professional development. Um, so, you know, having someone go through your resume, go through your LinkedIn, um, still need to do some updates. But uh, now that, you know, things are winding down, I can actually take those um, things that I learned and, and implement them. Um, we also, you know, talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion. I think. What's so nice about um, 
something, a program like that is you get to see people that look like you. Um, and being in athletics communications, I, you know, I have two things, uh, that are, you know, essentially different, you know, I'm a woman and then I'm a black woman. So on having those two things, um, you know, playing a, a role in how I not only present myself, but hopefully can help diversify the, the industry and, uh, this year specifically, I think I said yes to a lot of things. Um, I've also had the opportunity to be a part of the COSIDA Diversity and Equity, Diversity and Inclusion Fellowship. And I mean, all of those things, they're coming together. And it's really cool because I think that I can now take the things that I'm learning in these programmings and these workshops and actually pass them along to our student athletes, which is ideally, um, you know, what I want to do. Yeah, kind of off that point of diversity inclusion, um, what do you think are some important steps towards uh, improving diversity and inclusion in the industry? I think it's exposure. Um, I think that one thing that I can't remember which workshop it was, but it was talking about like the storytelling aspect and being able to um, first start telling student athletes stories in a different way. You know, there's a lot of student athletes who yes, have gone through adversity, but I think there's also like, we should be able to celebrate them just as like the student athletes and like what they've accomplished and how they've improved outside of maybe the adversity. Um, I also think that <clears throat> from like the professional standpoint, getting people, into this industry, the exposure of things like this, or, you know, being able to go on panels or, um, you know, building relationships with your um, department is so important because if the student athletes see either individuals like themselves or they um, are exposed to opportunities that um, they never really thought of within this industry, um, that's how we're going to diversify it. You know, I kind of hook people with the social side of stuff in relation to athletics communications. And once I get them in the door that way, I then try to introduce them to the storytelling aspect of it. So maybe it's a little bit of videography, maybe it's photography. Um, the next step is really the actual writing side of stuff. So that's kind of that's kind of what I'm working for um, this next year where um, they help a little bit more with the storytelling side of things. Absolutely. And lastly, um, what advice do you have to young, um, young professionals of color and young female professionals in this industry? the young professionals, I think we need to slow down. And what I mean by that is slow down and like listen to uh, those who have been in the, in the industry for a minute um, because they have a lot of wisdom to pass on. Um, and I think that, you know, when you slow down, you're able to listen and then collaborate with um, a variety of individuals. Um, I think 
a lot of times we're scared to fail. Um, but I think in that failure, you can actually learn a lot. And I know I have, um, I actually, there was a point where I kind of started listing all the the little mistakes and things that I made. And, you know, now, now I have something to kind of reference and be like, Oh, right. I need to do this or the other in order to be successful, um, in this role. And then for women, um, I think it's, you know, speak up, you know, speak up, you know, try to be confident. I, I really tell my work study students who are, who identify as female, um, to, um, not necessarily apologize. Like, sorry, shouldn't necessarily be like the first thing you say, if you have an idea, you know, you should just confidently say, Hey, I have an idea. Like, what do you think about this? Um, rather than saying sorry to bother you. Like I, I try to kind of take that out of the vocabulary. Um, I also think that as women, uh, we need to do a better job of pulling people up as we go up. Um, and that's maybe even, you know, being a person of color, I think as you have more opportunities, like, yes, you should shine in that moment, but how do you kind of set the foundation for the next generation of um, professionals. And that's something that is very near and dear to my heart. Absolutely. Well, thank you for your time. Yeah, no problem. Glad to be on this and I uh, look forward to seeing it.